Yo, 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 what's up, everybody? Hello, and welcome back to the Procrastinator Podcast. I'm your host, Matthew B. Stein. It's good to see you. It's good to be back. I'm glad you're all here. I'm glad you can join me. Uh, it is currently 2.16 a.m. on Monday, January 18th. I should have been filming this yesterday or a couple hours ago or a long time ago, but that's kind of the idea of this uh, episode. This week, we're going to be talking about uh, my self-inflicted chaos. This may be one of the more, uh, or I guess, less more personal episodes I've had in a while. Uh, I just got some things on my mind. I'm trying to get them off my chest a little bit, uh, and I'm, that's why I'm using this podcast. But we're going to talk about my self-inflicted chaos, how I'm moving back to school in just a couple days. Uh, but beyond that, it's really just going to be that and the corner flag, and maybe take a look at an article of people who have also, famous historical figures who have also put themselves through self-inflicted chaos. Uh, I hope you enjoy Roll the intro. Alright, hello, and welcome back to the Procrastinating Podcast. I hope you're doing well. I'm doing pretty well. Uh, things are a little crazy right now, but we're, we're navigating life. We're getting through there. We're, we're looking for the gap and trying to f- and get through the holes and get that touchdown, as per usual. That's how we do things. So... To start this week's episode off, episode 22, I'm feeling 22, Do you like that? That's pretty pretty good, I, I think. Shout out to T-Swift. I hope you're doing well. hope life is treating you well. I know as my highly esteemed and very famous guests, or people that like to watch this show, podcast, whatever this thing is that I'm doing, I know, pod, I know Taylor Swift, I know you're a big fan, so I appreciate you watching. I hope you're feeling 22, as am I. Uh, what... Anyways, starting off episode 22, I figured it would be fun to introduce a new segment. We are going to do what I am very creatively calling This Day in History. Just like, go about whatever day today is, whatever day I'm uploading this, because it's currently Monday, but I'm uploading this tomorrow on Tuesday. So we're going to go based off Tuesday, so when you're watching this, you know what's going on. If you're watching this on Tuesday, because you may not be, who knows. Anyways, This Day in History. January 19th. What has happened in history? First off, I'll tell you, I'll start off by telling you, not a great day for uh, drug lord El Chapo. Now, if you don't know who El Chapo is, El Chapo is kind of like the modern day Pablo Escobar. He's a Mexican drug lord, I believe, head of the, the Mexican drug cartel, I would assume. He's been in and out of jail for a long time, but on this day, in 2001, he was actually recaptured by the Mexican drug forces and was taken back to jail. Uh, they said like near Guadalajara or something like that. And then in 2017, he was then extradited to the U.S., which is where his life got infinitely more complicated. I remember him escaping from, maybe it was Mexican prison for the last time, or U.S. prison for the first time. But, uh, now I'm pretty sure he's pretty well locked up. But he also is El Chapo. At last, when he escaped last time, they had very extensive tunnels where they rode motorcycles or, uh, dirt bikes through, uh, very extensive process, so we make it out again. Who knows? El Chapo, I'll see you soon, buddy. Uh, so January 19th hasn't treated El Chapo particularly well in the past. We'll say that. Uh, and there's a couple uh, sports events. We're just going to cover a few of them. But there's a couple of sports events that have taken past in the, or taken, gone on in the past on January 19th. In 1934, Shoeless Joe Jackson was, uh, was denied an appeal. For those of you that don't know who Shoeless Joe Jackson was, He's one of the better baseball players in history, maybe one of the best. He was on the, like, I'm going to pull this out of my ass, like the 1924 
Chicago White Sox, they won the World Series, but they bet against themselves or they bet on the games or something like that. Like that. So then they were all banned from baseball, or a few, a, a couple of them were. Shoeless Joe Jackson being one of them, and he was the best on the team. So he was then banned from baseball, and he's also banned from the Hall of Fame. And he obviously appealed that, and it got turned down. Poor guy. Not really, because if you're gonna cheat, you're gonna get caught. That's how life works. Uh, also, in 1989, I didn't know this, but George Steinbrenner actually was pardoned by President Ronald Reagan for. Uh, illegal funds or, or donating to to uh, Richard Nixon, which was, I, I didn't even know that happened. That was something, I'm saying I was negative 11 when that happened, so there's not really any way I would have known it. But uh, yeah, I was just surprised to hear that happen. George Steinbrenner, what you up to, buddy? But that's kind of it for this year in history, or this same, actually, well, we'll add one more in. Also in this same history, in 1955, Dwight D. Eisenhower gave the first ever, uh, or First ever presidential news conference that was filmed for TV. So there's that. If you care, hooray. Uh, I'm sorry if my energy is off on this episode. I'm really like I feel like I'm in a little bit of a slump right now. I don't know. I'm. I know I'm very frustrated at the moment. I moved back into school Wednesday, and that's all we have for the same history. By the way, I hope you enjoyed it. History facts, fun, fun, fun. Actually, in high school when I was in. I want to say my junior year, AP comp my junior year, Mrs. Spusik was my teacher. Shout out to Mrs. Spusik. You're a great lady, one of my favorite teachers of all time, if not my favorite, if not the favorite. But I was in her class, and I sat, like, at the front of the class because I like the attention. I like to be able to control the room a little bit. And I sat at this, like, podium kind of at the front of the room, and I wrote for, like, a couple months or at least a couple weeks, a month and a month or so, I would write This Day in History on the whiteboard. So people would pay attention to me at the beginning of class. That's probably why I subconsciously did it. But it was also just kind of fun. And it was interesting, too, because everybody would learn and then we would talk about it a little bit. That was a good time. Uh, I always feel weird looking back on high school uh, positively. like Or not even positively. Just I feel like whenever I look back on high school, like I'm longing for the old days. Or, oh, those were so great times back then when I should be focused on. I feel like I should be focused on the now and what's going on now. Speaking of the now, like I said, I'm little, I'm in a little bit, not of a pickle right now. I'm just upset with myself, overwhelmed, anxious, uh, stressed out, nervous, don't know what's, don't totally know what's next. Any number of words. You can keep going on and on. Use other different words if you would like. But right now I'm, I'm kind of, uh, I guess in a sticky situation. I could, I don't know, I just keep saying the same things over and over again. I apologize. But, so like I said, I moved back into school on Wednesday at 4 p.m. I'm planning on leaving after the inauguration. I'm gonna, so I'm currently at my mom's. I'm going to go to my dad's in a day or so, and then I'm going to go from there. I'm going to stay the night there one night, uh, watch the inauguration with him, and then I'm going to peace out and go back to school for three whole months. Chances are I'm not going to go for three whole months. I'll come back in the middle of the semester at least once because last semester I stayed the whole entire time, and that was just too long. I should have taken a break in the middle, but I didn't want to, and I felt like I wasn't allowed to because of COVID and everything. So that's definitely going to change this semester. But more in, in more immediate terms, so I go back Wednesday, but I have a few things that I need to do before I go back. Also, sorry my hair's been crazy. This day's been a little odd. Uh, I, I've taken multiple naps today. I have, <laughs> I, I stayed the night with my brother at the bar uh, last night, and 
I woke up after getting very little sleep, watched the Liverpool game with him. I was very tired the whole time. And then I went back upstairs into his apartment, passed out for like two or three hours, two and a half hours. Then I hung out with him for a little bit, came to my mom's, and then I passed out here for like two or three hours. So my sleep schedule, as I was trying to get it back on track before I got to school, it is getting very, very messed up. Well, potentially. Uh, it's currently 2.30 a.m. and I'm filling my podcast. So what does that tell you? Uh, I'm in a bit of a situation. <laughs> so we'll see really how that gets adjusted over the next few weeks. I don't. I luckily have a week until my first day of classes, so that's plenty of time to get my sleeping schedule turned back around. But uh, it's going to take some effort, at least. Back onto the little chaos that has fallen in my life, which I guess that's kind of a microcosm of what is going on in my life, at least during this week. So, like I said, I have a number of things that I need to do before I go, before I go back to school. And it's really just, I, I'm struggling to, because of how I've behaved while I've been at home, and by behaved, I mean I've just played a lot of video games, I haven't been the most proactive, productive person, and it's really come back to bite me, not really badly, I've gotten some things done that I need to get done, I have been somewhat productive, I've, I've, I've gotten... I made positive, I've done positive actions since I've been home. I haven't really just burned all of the time, but a lot of it. So now in the next three days, I need to get an oil change for my car. I need to maybe refill my prescription because I could load up before school. That's a weird, something that feels weird coming out of my mouth, but do that as well. Also, last night while I was at the bar, uh, just hanging out, I wasn't really like doing that much. I was just kind of chilling walking around, maybe if I got bored, I'd go back upstairs or to my brother's apartment or talking to people that I know, whatever. But I dropped my phone, I believe once or twice last night, and I've dropped my phone in the past, and there's a, there's, I, I cracked it in the past, but it, luckily it was the back. The, my, my front screen is still, still pretty intact, but I dropped my phone like a year and a half ago, or a year, a year and a couple months ago, and I cracked the back of the screen, and I dropped it again last night, and it it made one of the bigger shards of glass that's cracked on the back pop out. So like, so here's the, the back of the phone. It's flat, obviously. So now the one piece of glass is like not sticking out like this. It's not like major, but it's it's sticking out a little bit. So it makes the back of my case jolt out. So I need to get that fixed before I go back to school, which is going to be probably the hardest thing. I could get it fixed in indie, obviously, but I'd like to get everything fixed before I go back to school, just so I'm very or I can I can be as as organized as possible going back or as prepared as possible, just because, like, when I have those responsibilities in Indy, it, it just gets complicated, more complicated than it needs to be, and if I could tackle it while I'm back at home, that would make my life easier, and that's really what it comes down to, it's these things, like, getting, I definitely have to get an oil change, because I don't know if it's just because of the cold weather, but I know I'm, a, like, a thousand so miles past my oil change, so I need to get it done, for sure, uh, <laughs> fun fact, uh, what was it, I want to say my senior year, Beginning of my senior year, I believe. No. Yeah. Beginning or end of my senior year. I really couldn't tell you. I couldn't place a date on it. Anyways, I have a blue I have a blue 2009 Ford Fusion. I was driving that to school. Well, a little bit of backstory. For the past couple days, my car, or day or so, my car had had the oil light on. But I kind of figured that was like the gas light in the, in, in the means of you have a little bit before you can get it fixed. Uh... Little did I know I was, one, wrong, also, two, I let it run farther than I should have anyways. But I was going to school, just a normal day, 
uh, drove down the country roads, got to the stop sign to go, that kind of, like, you cross the highway, basically, to go into town. I don't know, I'm playing this, nobody really cares. But I pulled up to the stoplight, and I stopped, and then, uh, like, my car was making weird noises, as it had been for the past day or so. Uh, weird noises, which I haven't experienced this time yet, which is good, or else that would be a serious alarm, and I'm not going to get there, obviously. And it, I'm making this more, uh, I think I'm making this oil problem I have with my car right now big, bigger than, than it is, but it's I kind of a good thing that I make it a big deal because then I'll actually prioritize and get it done. Anyways, so I pull up to the stoplight, uh, I was just chilling there, car was doing its thing, being weird, and then as I went to leave the stoplight and I accelerate, my car just did not accelerate. It died, actually, I believe as I gassed it, I'm pretty sure that's what happened, it just shut off. Uh. I didn't know what happened. I freaked out. Immediately started freaking out, panicking. Um, my mom ended up coming and helping me. It was a bad day. I ended up having to drive around with my parents. I didn't have a car for like two weeks because they actually, I actually ruined the engine. Oh, it, not one of my prouder moments, we'll say that. Uh, I was definitely not a shining star then. Uh, ugh, car problems are the worst because they can be so expensive. Like this, getting my engine fixed was like two and a half bands. Which is crazy. And, oh, just saying out that loud, saying that out loud gives me pain. Uh, what to be a, uh, I, being a clumsy kid is very annoying. I, I say that like I'm a grown, mature adult now. Uh, obviously I'm not. I'm, I'm, I'm in the, the middle stages of being a kid and adult right now. I'm getting there. I'm, I'm on the way to being an adult. Not quite there, but I have some responsibilities. I've, uh, I've, I've grown a little bit. I've grown up slightly. But I just had no idea what I was doing. So I kind of get off because it was like a silly, it was a, a kid mistake. But also like, bro, oh, so little effort helps you out in that situation. And so little effort having me out in a situation is kind of what I can apply to everything going on in my life ever. So I had planned, I got, I had tried to figure out an idea for this podcast because my last podcast before I go to school I thought about splitting it like half and half between my brother and my sister, and I, I had an idea where I was gonna give, I was gonna ask them to ask each other like five questions or so, and then I would ask them those five questions that they made for each other, and we would just get some. It, it could be questions about anything, about us growing up, about sports they played, about moments in their life, about times in their life together. Uh, if they wanted, they had a past situation that they weren't totally at peace with. If they wanted context on that, I thought that would have been good, but I didn't end up going through with that. Uh, why you may ask, I don't know, probably because I'm lazy and I, hence the, the name of this podcast, the procrastinating podcast. I love to procrastinate speaking on the la the last or the last name of this podcast, the name of this podcast, I've kind of wanted to change it, but I don't know what to, cause I've realized that maybe having a podcast named procrastinating podcast one isn't the best podcast name because my mom told me when you search up the name, you just get a ton of stuff about procrastinating. And if you want to make a product or a brand, it should be the one thing that comes up when you look it up. So not the best start there. I thought it was clever out the gate, but I always think everything I think is clever out the gate and it ends up not being that way. So if you have any ideas for what I should change it to, you should. I'll be more than glad to hear them. Throw them at me. And uh, I don't really have any good ideas at the moment, but I'm sure I'll come to one eventually. And I hope I come up with something that's more mar marketable and more unique, as I imagine I will. But we just got to get there first. 
not like there's any deadline for that, but I feel like I would just like to do it. But I, I, I feel like perhaps the, my podcast being named the Procrastinated Podcast then has a subconscious or conscious effect on me procrastinating. And I think I do end up procrastinating this podcast. <laughs> Hence the name, by the way. Obviously, I've been procrastinating. It, I have been procrastinating it for like the last year or so. So that's where the name comes from. But I feel like I maybe changing the name could help with that. Also, it may become more unique brand. I don't know. I I, I feel kind of lost at the moment. It's really like I, I want I want this to be entertaining. I want this to be uppity, but I'm just not feeling it today, and I haven't been feeling it like last day or so. Uh, and I think it's just the anxiety and stress of moving back to school, but it's just not there, bro. I just am. I'm just struggling a little bit and part of me has accredited this all to or not all of this but has tried to accredit this to the chaos that's going on in our world with like the capital riots that happened just over a week ago the inauguration coming up in two days and how that could kind of potentially a lot of things can happen then probably not i'm assuming it's going to be there'll be protests but i don't think anything crazy is going to happen uh but knock on wood knock on wood let's hope that that actually becomes true but I, I, part of me credits my my stress and, and stress levels and uh, disorganization and all of that with the world events that are going on because they do definitely factor into the stress of my life in the way I, slightly the way I behave my emotions. <coughs> Excuse me, oh boy. I apologize. Excuse me. Uh, but they definitely have affected, I feel have factored into the chaos of my life or the addition, have created chaos in my life. Uh, and it's, I feel like when I do that or I blame it on the, or not even blame it, just give some credit to the world events that are going on. I feel like that's a cop out for me to avoid the blame of, of the fact that it's really, I think the, the root of my problem stemmed from me just procrastinating and not getting things done. When I should just be getting them done. And that's where we're feeling my prescription uh, is going to be different. And that's where my life between it being at home and being at school is different. Because I do take my uh, my prescription. I, I take my meds. I hate saying that because it sounds like I'm like a medicated child and I have an issue that needs to be solved. Which now that I say that out loud, I realize I do have an issue that needs to be solved. And using medicine is helping me solve that issue. So perhaps I shouldn't take, I shouldn't be bothered by saying that. And I shouldn't, but I am. Just because of the connotation with it I, I guess but anyways uh, when I get back to school hopefully I, I or I will get back on my start taking my meds every day and I'll be more productive and I probably should just take them when I'm at home but I don't like doing it because of the way it makes me not the way it makes me feel but the way it makes me behave I guess because when I take my meds I'm much more I'm much less outgoing. I'm much more Matthew Stein-esque is how I feel like it is kind of. I don't talk as much to people. I'm very, I'm not very, more antisocial, at least kind of. But I say that, but also when I when I see people that I know and I'm taking my meds, I'm more likely to go to talk to them because I'm just like more goal-oriented, I'll say, I guess, where if I see something that needs to be done or something that can be done or achieved or whatever, I go for it, especially when it won't take much time. So like saying hi to my friends won't take much time. 
or if I have work to get done, I will actually sit down and do it. Whereas when I'm at home, uh, I feel like I don't have much responsibilities to do. Also, I feel like I just have free time to burn. I feel like I got I got I got open field to work with, and I'm just pissing it all the way and really not doing much with it. And it it, it does come back to bite me. I am hoping that this is my last. Well, I guess I have senior year next year, obviously. So. Hopefully I learn from this and then over my next breaks I do better. And I am I guess since I better have a, a freaking internship this summer that I'll be taking my meds all throughout the summer. So that'll be good. I'll continue to be productive. I hope I get to a point where I don't need to rely on my meds. And I really – I was about to say I really don't, but I do because obviously I'm, I just explained that they make me more productive and proactive and make me get things done. But also there are, I'll go through stretches mainly when I'm at school and relying on my own resources – I'll go. I'll, I'll I'll get work done. I'll be productive without my meds. I'll I'll like at the end of this semester. A good example. Granted, I didn't really have any finals, but I did have final projects that needed to get done, and I ended up getting a, A's or nearly A's on all of my finals. So I didn't have my meds for like the last couple of weeks, but I even I, like I said, I got all those work done. I got the work done I needed to get done, and I turned it in. And I got good grades on it. Uh, but the my medicine just helps me get there. Helps me actually do the, do the deed. Uh, I don't know. See, if you can tell, I'm a little all over the place. I feel like actually, I say I'm a little all over the place, but I feel like this podcast has been more directed than some of the some of the ones in the past. And I do feel like I'm really speaking from how I feel, right? Whereas in the in past episodes, or like especially last episode's a good example. I feel like I was just trying to make my way to the hour. Whereas this week, I'm not really doing that. I'm more navigating my thoughts, thinking about how I actually feel. And then trying to project those feelings and emotions properly onto this podcast. And I feel like that could be a potential good base for moving forward. Uh, and I feel like I could, it could help me become more genuine in my podcast. So I did more like, more like this, but also I, I feel like it's less entertaining because it would be, it, 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 I feel like it'd be the most entertaining if I was here with my brother, or whatever, for the whole hour. And we were just goofing and gagging and riffing off each other and making jokes and having a good time. But also these these podcasts where I am by myself and I'm like this and I'm actually thinking about certain things, they're perhaps the most healthy and they're where I feel like I'm really using my podcast for, uh, not for therapy, but a form of therapy at the very least. I'm, I'm discussing my issues. I'm getting my problems, tries and tribulations, emotions out there into the world rather than holding them in as I so tend to do so often, probably too often. But I'm getting a little on a tangent here. I apologize. Let's try and direct it back to school or getting to school. This my stress that's going on. My self-inflicted chaos. That's the t- that's the that's the that's the going to be the title of this episode and that's the uh, term I've given it. So, I don't know why I've been anxious this much. Well, I've just explained why. I, I don't know why I've been particularly anxious about going back to school. That is because because why like I don't, I don't have any good reason as to why that is other than I don't I feel like I don't know what to expect but this is my what sixth college semester so I've done this a number of times I know what to expect but just because my classes are different and I like this semester on Wednesday I have a two or three hour class and that makes me nervous but I don't know why I 
in the past, this wouldn't be something that has made me nervous, but now it is. I'm not, I don't have any great reason for that. I don't have any good explanation uh, other than, and that's where I get to accrediting the chaos of the world around me. I feel like it's, it's, it leaves this underlying tension within me that keeps me on edge. And I feel like that's not good. Uh, and when I think about other places that that can potentially come from, I think about the fact that I'm, I, I use my phone a lot. Uh, my, my reliance on screens, especially since when I'm at home, I spend way too much time on screens, whether it's my phone, my computer, my t a TV, whatever it is. I feel like I, I spend too much time on screens. So hopefully that gets better when I go back to school. I feel like it's something that will get better. I really wish I could do this podcast and not have social media. I really probably should just... Man, I, oh, I, my brain... Can you see the frustration? Can you see the, the, the crossroads? I got too many... I got too many... This is... So you know your standard four-way intersection? What we got going on in my brain right now is like a 16-way intersection. You got first... Sec, I guess first, second, and third, third street would be lined up. You got Main Street, you got Walnut Street, you got Elm Street, you got you got B- Buford Boulevard, you got all the famous streets that everybody knows and loves, all intersecting at one point. Everybody also, not only is it a sixteen-way intersection, there's also stop signs at each at each road, not a light directing. Oh, okay, you can go now, you can go now, you can go now. It's a sixteen-way all-way stop sign stop. So. You know every single time people pull up to the intersection, if there's more than two cars that are doing the same thing, it's it it's that that's that number. You know when you're at a four way stop and you 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 get there at like the same time as another car and you do that thing where you you inch, you're like oh no you go, and then the other person says no no you go it's okay you go, and then you both go whoop. Oh uh, no you sorry my bad you go you my bad no it's okay I'm, my bad too we both mess up you go now. And you just keep you keep doing that, playing that game, that like one step, that red red light green light game. It feels like that's going on at a sixteen way stop intersection in my head. Uh, and there's not even that many things going on in my life. Like I I've expl- laid them all out in this podcast to you right now. I I have to get an oil change. That's very important. I have to fix my phone. That's medium important. I have to move into school. That's very important. I have to get my prescription refilled. That's uh, uh, medium, small, important, I guess. Low importance. Oh boy, I I feel very overwhelmed at the moment, and I feel like my brain is making me more overwhelmed than I need to be, or that I should be. But also, how overwhelmed should I be? Should be at any point. I don't know. I'm really sorry if this has been a whole mess. I'm really trying to just get my most honest thoughts out there because. Uh, I've been not quietly struggling, but I've just been stressing myself out these past couple of days, and it's really it's it's a rare thing that happens, and it, it makes sense that it happens at a very tense time. But also, while I'm moving back to school, that's the biggest thing because it's a big change. Not a big change. No, it is a pretty big change. A lot of moving parts. I got to make sure I get everything. I got to make sure I'm as prepared as I can be. And I guess right at the moment, I just don't feel very prepared. That's really what it comes down to. I'm just not. I feel like I'm not ready to go back to school. I don't know what else I need to go back to school because realistically, I could do none of those things and go back to school and still be okay. Uh, 
does would that make me feel good and make me feel ready to go back to school or prepared for the semester? Absolutely not. So I should show I show should I do them? Yes, 100%. Am I going to do two of the three? Probably. I really hope I I I'm definitely getting my oil changed because that is most important. Uh, and I'm hoping I, I find time to get my phone screen fixed. I don't know how that'll play out, but basically, just cross your fingers for me. Pray for me <laughs> that I go and get this fixed. What else do I have to talk about my time? And I'm sorry if this sounds like me bitching the whole time. I, it very well, it very well might. But as I like to say, because I can say it, my podcast, I can say whatever I want, talk about whatever I want. Also, despite the fact that I say that, that doesn't mean maybe it's what I should do. But it's what I'm doing this week because there's a lot going on in my life at the moment. Also, there's a lot of stress with, with the bar uh, that we own. It may be coming to a very end. Uh, I'm hoping after, if and when it does come to an end, that I have I, we can do an episode with my dad and my brother. Maybe just my brother. Honestly, probably just my brother because... Nepotism? I, I don't know. I, I told my mom at the beginning of break that I wanted to have her on my podcast, and I was thinking about having her on my podcast, and even um, her, this is my first time saying this on, po- on podcast, but even her now husband, Darren, um, he's my, I guess, father-in-law. That's weird to say out loud, because I never thought I'd have a father-in-law, but that's what he is. I even had plans to have him on my podcast, because I feel like that would be a good episode, and it would be very healthy for our relationship to actually have a conversation and potentially address the problem, the hiccups that are in our relationship, but I didn't do any of those things. I also told my sister a few weeks ago that maybe she'll have her own episode, and I feel bad for not fulfilling those things, but also I feel like the people that, like my mom and Darren and Abby, they don't care that much about it, or they're not, not they don't care, they're not bothered by the fact that they weren't on the podcast, but still that, that it bothers me in my head, um, because I feel like I set an easy checkpoint for myself that I just didn't reach. Not like it was a big deal or it had made any major outcome on my life or impact, but it's just it's just the small things, really. And that's kind of what it. That's again a micro. I don't know if microcosm is the right word. I just like that word. Again, uh, again, it's kind of a good explanation or uh, melted down explanation of what's going on now. I just have small things that I'd like to do that I should do that I just need to do to help. Uh, alleviate my stress and qualms with my situation at the moment. So let's see if I forgot anything. Drop my phone, gotta get an oil change, get my prescription refilled, pretty pretty anxious about going back to school, don't really know why, don't really know what to expect. Oh, okay. Here's the last thing I'll say before I move on. So obviously I have friends, believe it or not I do have friends. I have my friends at school at Butler. We have a group chat, and I told them, I jokingly told them, because we were talking every time, like, when they were moving back in, we go back to school. Oh, I got my COVID test for now. I got to get, I'll be back there this day. Uh, And I told them that I'm not coming back to school, and that my parents talked to me and said I should address my uh, crippling drug addiction. So, first thing first, I don't have a crippling drug addiction. I don't have any drug addiction. I don't think I've ever been addicted to anything in my life. I was probably addicted to sugar as a kid, but that's the closest I've ever gotten, and that's the closest I'll ever get. Anyways, I, I said this to them as a joke, and I still haven't told them any. I haven't added any more context to it. I said that, and I think I said one more thing after that, and I've just left it, and I'm gonna 
not say anything until I get back to school for a dramatic reveal or whatever. Not like it'd really be that dramatic because I'm almost positive they don't believe me now. Uh, but it wasn't until I told my brother that yesterday or two days ago that I, like, why did you say that, bud? What was the point in saying that? Uh, it, I guess it's just to my friends and it, it's, it is a joke. Like I said, it's not true. And I thought it was funny, but after my brother, I said, I told my brother that and he was like, that's kind of weird. That's, that's a weird joke. Uh, you're, you have a weird sense of humor or something like that. And I didn't realize until he said that, that is pretty weird. Uh, I kind of wanted to take it back after he said it, but I figured, nah, I'm already halfway through. I might as well just go on with it. Uh, it's really not that funny. Now that I, now that he, ever since he pointed that out, I realized it's really not that funny. It's not that great of a joke. Uh, but I did it anyways. It's like a, somewhat of a social experiment that I did. Why did I do it? I don't know. Uh, why am I going to do something like that again? Probably because it is, it's just kind of fun. <laughs> It's not. It's perhaps not the funniest joke. It appeals to everybody, but uh, it's 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 like playing. It's just me playing a game with my friends, and that is entertaining to me. It keeps life uh, spiced up a little bit. Uh, it also potentially dampens the trust between me and my friends, or at least the trust in my word. But if you trust my, I'm all over the place. <sighs> Anyways. Uh, those friends that I'm talking about, I don't think you listen to my podcast because you're fake friends, but if you are listening to this and you hear me say this, um, sorry, not sorry for telling you that. Uh, I assume you're not that cut up about it, but I apologize for deceiving you. As a, uh, I call you bad friend, but I am a bad friend. Oh boy. I hope you guys are doing well. I'm a little, I'm in the midst of chaos right now. It, I'm in the midst of like tier two chaos or tier two or three chaos out of five tiers. Uh, it's manageable. I just need to tighten the ropes a little bit. But anyways, I hope you guys are doing well. I hope your lives are not too chaotic at the moment. I hope you're taking care of your chicken. Shout out to Marshawn Lynch. Lynch. I hope you uh, are having a fruitful year so far. I hope you're staying warm. It's We're in January. It really hasn't been that bitter of a January, to be honest. I would, but by this time in January, typically it would, it's like really miserable. Like we would have had like, at least thinking back, it feels like we should have had like a, a single degree day by now. But I don't think we have. I also haven't really checked the weather that much, and I, there have been days where I haven't gone out, gone outside at all. But I feel like it's been pretty warm. I'm having a, an odd January. Shout out to global warming. Big ups. Changing the world one second at a time. Uh, maybe not in a good way, but you're changing the world and having an impact. And at the end of the day, don't we all just want to have an impact on the world? Maybe not in the way climate change is, but we want to have an impact. Also, uh, notice this poster. My brother got it for me for Christmas. Uh, it was supposed to be in the last... I keep saying, ah, uh, again. Gosh. It was supposed to be in two episodes ago where my sister was on the podcast, but it wasn't. Because it was on the wall, but it fell down. But it's Kanye West gradua graduation poster. I'm a big... I like it. It's a good album. Thanks to Jack for that. Okay, now I'm really rambling. I have no direction with what I'm saying. So let's move on to the next next segment. Uh, so, speaking of like my self-inflicted chaos, I thought it would be fun if I, I researched people who have put themselves through self-inflicted chaos. That didn't get any results. I searched um, people who shot themselves in the foot. That didn't get any results. So I eventually ended up getting towards 
historical figures that are like not as good as we thought or that did bad things that we thought were good, something like that. And got some pretty interesting results. So one second. Let's let's dive into this if we will. If if, if you if you please, if you are interested in famous people as I am. Uh uh sorry, one second. I was having technical difficulties. I apologize. But here we go. Let's let's get right into it. Peep souls. So number one, Mahatma Gandhi. Mahatma Gandhi, great guy. Uh, did a lot for the world, or really for India. Kind of. I honestly don't know what Gandhi did. I'm being totally honest. I don't really know what he did for the Indian people. In my head, he is the Nelson Mandela of India. I don't know if I'm if that's a bad thing to say, but that's what he is in my head. I uh, didn't really learn that much about Gandhi, other than the fact that he. I think liberated the people of India. That would be my guess. But little did you know, he actually had an affair. Yes, believe it or not. He had uh, numerous affairs or carried on a affair with his physician, Sushila Nayar. Nobody knows who that is. I don't either. But this is an important thing because he would tell married couples, if you feel sexual urges, to just go, go take a cold bath. When really he was partaking in his own sexual urges. Another one is Winston Churchill. Uh, not only surprised that this guy was kind of a bad guy. He was he was a world leader, uh, one of the most important world leaders in history, but also he was very cutthroat, and I feel like he probably was a pretty harsh or brash, mean guy. Uh, he denied India money, which led to multi millions of people dying. Poor decision there, pal. Uh, shouldn't have done that. Now the next one, Mother Teresa. This one touches home because I am a Catholic. She is a, a patron saint, I believe now, the most recent patron, patron saint in history, uh, if I am correct. But they, the, her main thing was she wasn't given proper health care. Uh, what's new? A lot of people don't get proper health care. Uh, she's a patron saint. Maybe she should behave a little better than that, but whatever. Number four is Abraham Lincoln. Now, if you don't know who Abraham Lincoln is somehow, he was 16th president of the United States. He got us out of the Civil War after his death, but he did eventually. I feel like he is credible for, or deserved credibility for ending the Civil War. He apparently was very racist and only, uh, only went through the Emancipation Proclamation and all that jazz because he wanted party unity. Uh, I guess that kind of still it makes him a bad guy because he was racist, but also kind of everybody was racist back then. Um, there's definitely a lot more racism back then. Not like there's not racism now, as we obviously know. But uh, I feel like him just putting his, his racial biases aside to get this shit done because it was the right thing to do kind of still makes him a good guy. I'm not saying that he's a good guy for being racist because that's not true. But like, yeah, he... He did some good things. Uh, Don King, yeah, he's a bad guy. I don't, I don't, I'm not surprised. He apparently he just like killed two people. Yeah, crazy. Why are you doing that stuff, Don King? That's supposed to be your fighter job. Uh, this next one is about some lady, and in Enid Blyton, she apparently wrote about having good, good uh, children books, whatever, whatever. But she was apparently a terrible mother. Who really? Uh, who cares about Enid e e e e Needed Blight? I don't. I don't know. I, I don't. What was another one on here? They had Henry Ford on here, but everybody knew he was an anti-Semite. Walt Disney also. They have Martin Luther King Jr. on here. Uh, I think a lot of people know he had affairs. 
Frank Sinatra, they talk about how he was... Here, this one's kind of interesting, because Frank Sinatra was, like, the dude at one point. He had, along with the real, real, very real mafia ties, because uh, who's surprised that... I hope nobody's surprised that he has mafia ties, because he was the most famous person in the world when mafia was perhaps, like, the most... One of the most prominent figures in the world. So it just makes perfect sense. It's really a beautiful marriage. Also, he worked at the Copacabana, where, uh, which I believe was a, dr- a mafia-ran business. He definitely performed at many of mafia-ran venues and casinos. Anyways, he uh, just had some sour relationship moments in his life, is what they say. He, he fired a gun into a hotel mattress, threatening to shoot some lady, and also threatened to kill himself to make her stay. Uh, poor decision, bud. Maybe shouldn't have done that. That's not the. It's not how we treat women here. Also, they have Michael Jackson on here. Everybody knows he was a famous diddler, perhaps the most famous diddler in in, in history. Now, this one is really is is kind of upsetting to me. Johnny Cash. Uh, he had this like rugged personality. You know, he's known as like a tough guy, and I'm not surprised he was up to some sketchy stuff. But it didn't emerge until after his death. But an inebriated Cash likely started an infamous 1965 wildfire at Los Padres National Forest. And this is the sad part. The blaze ended up killing 49 of the park's 53 endangered California condor vultures. That's sad. Let's see if they're... Nah, I was about to say, let's see if they're extinct. extinct, But they probably are. There's only four of them left. Uh, So that's really sad. I don't know why you had to do that drunk uh, Johnny Cash. Shouldn't have done that, buddy. But I guess we live and learn. And they're not the first disease or animal to, to go extinct. That's a poor way of looking at things, but whatever. Ernest Hemingway... Another uh, very, very famous guy, but also known for being kind of a dick. Uh, This guy, Chuck Berry, don't know who that is. Apparently one of the fathers of rock and roll. Good for him. Charlie Chaplin had a taste for young women, as did Elwood Presley. Uh, Very bizarre. Uh, No, no, no. Naughty, naughty. John Wayne was a racist. Who was surprised? This guy, Caravaggio. Very famous painter. Painted the famous Basket of Fruit. One of the most hyper-realistic paintings, or one of the original hyper-realism paintings. He apparently murdered some dude over a woman. Over a prostitute. So, good for you, guy. And then the last one kind of makes me sad. Thomas Jefferson, because he is my favorite president, only because I did a project on him in fourth grade. Excuse me. I mean, third grade. So I know a lot about him. But since I know a lot about him, I kind of already knew this information that they're telling us. I didn't know all of the details, but he had uh, a very odd relationship with the slaves. He uh, said all men are created equally and that people deserve equal rights and all this, but he owned lots of slaves himself and, as I said, had a a very odd relationship with his slave, Sally Hemings. She was his wife's sister-in-law or something like that. Anyway, she was born out of a, a slave slave owner relationship and then she had one with uh her owner thomas jefferson she actually apparently had nicer slave quarters than everybody um i've actually been to monticello thomas jefferson's house it's pretty nice uh, dark past perhaps but what doesn't have a dark past anymore it's a pretty cool place though definitely still my favorite president because i bet if you go back to all of the original presidents and you go through i bet it would take you a long time to get to a president that wasn't racist I like Barack Obama. I bet he was the first person that wasn't a racist against black people. 
That's not actually true. I don't believe that to be actually true, but I wouldn't be surprised if it was closer to the truth than we want to admit. What am I talking about? Yeah, Sarah, Sally Hemings, her and Thomas Jefferson got down. All right. <laughs> I feel like this is a very poor episode. I apologize. Anyways, let's move on to the very favorite corner flag. yippee ki Roll the intro. Oh, wait. There's not an intro, so let's get right into it. All right. Corner flag. What's been going on in sports? NFL playoffs are still going on. I wish NFL fantasy was going on because I love it, and I won this year. Big flex. Let's go. But the NFL playoffs are coming near an end, actually. There's only three games left. Oh, boy. Uh, we, we're now down to the Chiefs versus the Bills and the, I want to say, AFC and the Packs or the the Packers versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the NFC. So the winner of this these two games goes to the Super Bowl. I don't know who I want to win. That's a lie. I So Chiefs versus Bills. Let's start there. Chiefs versus Bills. Patrick Mahomes was out. He went out with a concussion. Um earlier today in the game today i almost guarantee he'll be back by next week but if he's not then the bills are going to win a thousand percent but if he is i think it's hard to say the chiefs will lose but also the bills have are, are damn near one of the best or definitely one of the best teams in the nfl and i saw like i think since like week three they're like 12 and one or something like that and crazy crazy record so i think that's gonna be a damn good game especially if patrick holmes is back my gut tells me Chiefs just because they're the Chiefs, but I'm gonna go I'm gonna go Bills on this one just because I want to see Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs in the in the chip. But let's jump over to the other side of the bracket: Packers versus Bucks, Buccaneers, Tampa Bay versus Aaron Rodgers, two of the best quarterbacks, two quarterbacks up for the goat status of all time. Same with Drew Brees, who Tom Brady just beat in his last game, and Drew Brees is probably gonna retire, which is sad, but also it's time. I feel like it's time. And it's not time for Tom Brady yet somehow, which is crazy. Anyways, Tampa Bay Buccaneers versus the Packers. The Packers are playing incredible football at the moment. They're playing ridiculously well. It's really just going to come down to if the Buccaneers defense can stop the Packers from scoring. Because they scored on like six straight runs last game, or six straight possessions last game, or five straight, something like that. Uh, it's just so damn impossible to stop Aaron Rodgers from getting in the end zone. Devontae Adams is the best wide receiver in the league. Aaron Rodgers is the best quarterback in the league and perhaps the most talented quarterback of all time. Uh, it's going to be a damn good game. This, these are going to be really two good games. I'm actually pretty excited about both of them. I'm being 100% honest. Uh, Tom Brady has six rings. He doesn't need a seventh, but I could see him winning this game again. Uh, and I kind of want him to. I kind of don't. I would like to see him get seven rings just for the legend status of it. But also, I don't want him in the Super Bowl because he's Tom Brady and he needs to get out, get out of town. So... Uh, same with the Chiefs and Bills game. I'm going to go with my heart on this one, and Packers are going to win. Aaron Rodgers is going to win the Super Bowl this year. I feel it. All right. Also today, Liverpool versus Man United. Big, one of the biggest rivalries in soccer. Uh, it was a very boring nil-nil draw. There's not much to really say about this game, other than the fact that Thiago is an incredible soccer player. Thiago makes the team different for Liverpool. He 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 is he kind of is Liverpool at the moment since Jordan Henderson has to play defense. Thiago really has been guiding the midfield. Uh, you can see him just telling people where to go. He's really controlling the game. Uh, and if, if once we have him and Jordan Henderson in the midfield, I feel like that's a powerful midfield. We really just need defenders back. And that's been the problem since the beginning of the season. They continues to be the problem now. We need defenders back. We need we need center backs. 
I don't know if we need to buy one because we have a bunch of them. Or we don't have a bunch of them. Maybe we should buy one. We're not going to. Maybe we should, but we'll see how it plays out. I'll take a, take a draw, though, because it was a tough, tough game. I'll take a draw for sure. And I would like to get a win, but like I said, I'll take a draw. It, it could have been worse. We both had chances towards the end of the game. Nobody could really capitalize. Uh, a draw is better than a loss, for sure. Especially because we're we're currently their Man United is currently first and Liverpool is currently third in the league, so it's really going to come down to the end of the league. Uh, and now finishing finishing off the corner flag with a blockbuster moment, the one of the biggest trades in recent history. James Harden was traded from the Rockets to the Nets to join Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant in Brooklyn. Uh, it was a three-team trade, I believe, between the Nets, the Pacers, and the Rockets. The Pacers shipped off Victor Oladipo to the Rockets, which makes me sad because Oladipo went to IU and he's like he's endeared to the state of Indiana, but also he doesn't really owe us anything. And I don't think we were going to win a championship or anything with him on the team. Uh, I think it was fun while he was on the team and he, he, did his, he did his thing and he loves Indiana, I would assume, in his heart. May not love the Pacers franchise, but I, I hope he loves the state of Indiana because we love him very much, basically. I also hope he does well in the Rockets. That could be a really interesting team with him, John Wall, DeMarcus Cousins, Christian Wood. That could be an interesting team. They could, they could, they could be exciting. They could be definitely entertaining to watch at the very least. Uh, but James Harden went to the Nets, as I said, and then from from the Nets, we actually got Jared Allen. The Cleveland Cavaliers may have also been in this trade. This may have been a four-team trade. Now that I think about it. But anyways, we got Karis LeVert from the Nets. We being the Pacers, and I'm pretty excited about that. He's kind of a younger. Um, more finesse player than Oladipo is how I'd like to think about it. He did get to the team, and then during his physical, physical they noticed a uh, a lump on his kidney, so that's not good. Praise up for Karis Lover. Hope hope you uh, come back, and it's it's nothing. It's malignant. I think that's the word. Dormant, maybe not malignant. Anyways, James Harden joining the Nets. Him, Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving. That's a lot of ball handlers. That's a lot of ball-dominant superstars. I don't know how it's going to pan out. It's going to be really interesting. Uh, it's going to be... Uh, I don't know. In this first game... I mean, Kyrie is MIA at the, at the current moment. So I, I told my brother this. I feel like the Nets can win with KD and Harden. I don't think they can win with KD, Harden, and Kyrie. Or KD and Kyrie. Uh, I like Kyrie, but I feel like he just can't win new championships. He has to have a player like LeBron. Uh, to win championships, and I, Katie and Harden are not like. I don't think they work with the way work with Kyrie the way LeBron does in order to win championships. I don't think that equation works out well. I think because of KD and Harden's past chemistry that they'll be able to tie some wins together and end up maybe winning the championship. Maybe we'll see. Realistically, I think it would be a good idea to see the Nets trade for depth. That would be a good idea. Uh, just get Kyrie out of there. They're not going to trade Kyrie because obviously you want to give this trio a, a, a try because anything can happen and they could end up being one of the highest scoring teams in the NBA. If they can somehow manage to get all of them to put up like 25 a game, that would be incredible. That would really be, that'd be like the most scoring in a trio since the Heatles probably, or maybe KD on the Warriors. Really just have to see how it play, plays out. It'll be uh, interesting. It'll be, they're definitely, again, much like the Rockets, being a very exciting team to watch at the very least. Uh, and they'll make a run in the playoffs. How deep? That's up for question, but they'll make a run for sure. 
The question, uh, another good question is who are you going to give the ball to to close out the game? And my answer is Kevin Durant because he's the coldest blood, cold, the coldest cold killer ever in the history of the NBA, in my opinion. He's just so disgusting, and he's playing better than he was after he got it or before he got injured. Granted, when he was before he got injured, he was on a team with Stephen Curry, who took away a little bit of the scoring. But now he has James Harden on the team, who's going to take away some of the scoring as again. Anyways, James Harden had a thirty-point triple-double on his debut with his with the Nets. That's incredible and crazy impressive. Never been done before. Uh, I'm assuming they're going to continue to set sets records this year for the Nets franchise, and we'll just see how it plays out. So, as you know, if you've been watching my podcast, we always end with. Uh, one segment called doesn't have a name, just feel good article. So, continuing the tradition, you you know what we do. Let's get right into it. So, uh, I don't know. I'm trying to intro, but there's no intro to it. Let's just get right into it. So, here's a clap for Sync Matthew for you editing this. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate you. So, this is just. I only have one article this week, and it's a, a big one. Only one article. Man who forgot Bitcoin password accepts fate. Now, this article kind of just stresses me out thinking about it. I'm going to read it to you. I've already heard about it from social media, but I'm going to read, read it to you just so you get an idea. Stefan, or if you don't know what Bitcoin is, it's a potential future. It's a cryptocurrency that has value, and it started at $0, obviously, and over time has just slowly increased value. And this guy... Whatever, the story will give context. Stefan Thomas of San Francisco says he has made peace with forgetting his Bitcoin pass that would turn him into a multimillionaire. Thomas, who recently was featured in the New York Times, has about $220 million worth of Bitcoin locked away on a hard drive that will erase its data after 10 password attempts. Thomas has tried to put in the correct password eight times with no luck. The German-born programmer lost a piece of pro- paper containing the password. Sort of question your own self-worth. What kind of person loses something this important? Important, Thomas said during a recent interview, blah, blah, blah. It was actually it was actually a really big milestone in my life where like, I sort of realized how I was going to define my self-worth going forward. It wasn't going to be about how much money I have in my bank account, he said. Thomas said he told his story to help prevent others from getting their passwords. See, it just like... Oh, you just can feel the pain of it. Like, oh, dude, $220 million. You, got, you don't have to work for another day in your goddamn life. You wouldn't even have to invest that to make more money. You could just literally sit on that and do nothing. Uh, that makes me hurt on the inside. Poor guy. I'm glad he's came, he's, he said he came to peace with it. I find that hard to believe just because how can you come to peace with losing $220 million? Or not even losing $220 million. It's technically his still. It's just in a bank account that he can't even – or a bank account or whatever account that he can't even access. Oh, God. That just hurts thinking about it. I feel so bad for the guy. I hope he has some sort of revelation or time travelers visit him or some crazy Russian hacker helps him or something and he gets it sorted out. That would be such a beautiful ending to the story. Oh, what a poor guy. Well, uh, that is it for this week's episode. Uh, I hope you have enjoyed this episode of the Procrastinating Podcast. I'm really surprised I made this an hour. When I was thinking about uh, what I wanted to talk about and how I wanted to talk about the my self-inflicted chaos, I was really thinking it was going to only take like 20 minutes to do this. I thought I was just going to talk about it and be like, all right, whatever, screw this, and then be over with it. But I ended up making it just about being on an hour. Uh, so I guess I'm getting kind of decent at this podcast thing, at least okay at it. But let's hope I can, can, I can manage this stress going forward. 
And let's hope also going forward that I can continue to get a better better at podcasting and I can continue to continue to grow this thing. If not grow it, just continue to get better at it because I enjoy it very much. Speaking of enjoying this podcast, I hope you've enjoyed watching this. I hope if you're stressed out, you work out your problems as I am going to in the coming days. Uh, the grass is always greener. Things will get better. My life will improve. I'll get this shit done. You'll get the shit you have done or need to get done, done, hopefully. Uh, yeah, that's all I have for you. As per usual, you know the drill. I am your host, Matthew B. Stein. You've been fantastic. And, or as always, you've been fantastic. I apologize. I will see you in next week's episode of the Procrastinating Podcast. Peace out, y'all. Have a good week. Damn, I feel like I was gassed this episode. I hope it was entertaining. We'll see. Peace out.